Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East. Make sure you follow the podcast on Podbean. You can get the podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our Facebook group, NFL East. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on YouTube. Instagram, Twitter, at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? Hey, it's another crazy week of football. A lot of surprises. Yes, uh, yes. Another crazy week. Um, another sad week for me. Uh, Wildcats, my Kentucky Wildcats got beat, and my Dolphins got beat. So there you go. But um, yeah. But I'm here. You know, I'm here. So yeah. it's a long season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Got a long way to go. We're early. Yeah, right. yeah. It, it's only uh, it's week five, and you know, I was I was thinking about um, as I was making some notes um, today for tonight's podcast. I was thinking, um, just for the record, I predicted the Dolphins at the end of week five uh, to be three and two. So. That's uh, they're right where I thought they would be. Um, a little bit different journey getting there, <laughs> right? But, but uh, right, exactly. But um, right where I thought they would be. So I have a don't panic <laughs> um, segment uh, towards the end. So we'll save we'll save most of that for then. But uh, what we're going to do tonight is takeaways from the East Week Five. So we're going to take a look at every single game that. Every single team in the NFL East was a part of. We are going to recap those games and um, just kind of talk about what we take away from it and kind of where that team's at, each team is at um, at this moment. How's that sound, man? That's good. That's good. Uh, a lot of upsets here. A lot of surprises. So yeah, we'll yeah. There's quite it. a quite a few a surprise. Quite a few surprises. And then um, a couple not so surprising. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody would have predicted the Giants to be four and one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> not as not any serious person. I don't. Think. Right, exactly. I definitely did not have them at four and one. Um, at, in week five. Yeah. So, and I was, and I'm, I've been high on the Giants from the beginning. Sure. Um, of the right. of the season, and didn't even have them at four and one. So, right. I think right. I had them at three and two. So. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they, uh, I can't wait to recap that game. Um, got some good nuggets from that game, not only, um, concerning the Giants, but also the Packers, but, um, about the Packers, they, the Packers, uh, in week five has, they have shown us a trend already, um, in five games. So we'll get into that here in just a few. So let's kick it off, man. You ready? Let's do uh, it. Take a Takeaways from the East. All right. All right. Sounds good. Let's get started. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills played the Pittsburgh Steelers and won pretty easy. This game was over in, in the first five minutes, I believe. Um, 38 to three, what you got rich. Yeah. It was over when it started. Right. Um, right exactly. Yeah. This is a Kenny Pickett's coming out party, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his first, first full game. official start, although he did play in the week before. 
Um, uh, it's a through all the time. Well, of course they got they got behind early. It was thirty-one to three at the half, so they had they were forced Pittsburgh into throwing. So um, Pickett went thirty-four for fifty-two, zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, I'm not sure that's Pittsburgh style <laughs> to air it out like that. Although they did with Rothenberger after a while, but um, you just think of them more of as a physical team that's going to grind grind you down for the for the course of the game. But Bills are they are a uh, uh, offensive juggernaut. Yeah. So uh, they jump on teams and that puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, Josh Allen went 24 for 31, very efficient. 425 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Uh, not it, pretty much a blowout. Um, I, I do feel like Kenny Pickett played well enough to look like maybe the future for now. Right. So I don't think is I, I don't think uh, he'll lose the spot anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, so so you like him better than Mitch Travinsky, right? I feel like I, I feel like uh, Kenny Pickett's got a higher ceiling. Travinsky, right. we've seen we're at his ceiling. You know, right, exactly. So now we're and, just you know, dealing with the and floor. Don't, don't you think that Pittsburgh kind of um, needs to find out what they have in Pickett so they know what to do sure. moving forward? So yeah. it would be it'd be really smart just to start him the rest of the season and see how he does. Might as well. Um, Might as well. If he, if he does extremely crappy, you got a high draft pick and you can go in a different direction maybe, you know? For sure. So you, you I, definitely I, need to see what you got because he was overdrafted. Most analysts, uh, the draft analysts, believe that he was – you know, most scouts believe he was overdrafted, taking him in the first round. So right, there was no quarterback worthy of a first round last year, which is kind of a weird situation when you need a quarterback. But um, that's what happened with uh, Kenny Pickett. But he can still be solid. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, Pittsburgh has a good reputation of you know developing quarterbacks and stuff. They'll stick with them. I will right. say uh, they have a wide receiver on Pittsburgh, George Pickens. Yeah, uh, which by the way is a great name. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, like, it's like a stellar name, but that right. dude is—he's uh, gonna be—he's a great wide receiver. I, yeah, super yeah, he's gonna be player. really good. He, yeah. He's definitely got uh, some future. He—he's definitely the future for that team. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of hopes me. Th- it kind of makes me wish that uh, Kenny Pickens is the future too, because I picking Pickens to Pickens, Pickens to pick. Pick- Perkins, to, yeah, <laughs> pick it to Pickens, yeah. There we go. Yeah, picking uh, to say that three times. <laughs> You're right, exactly. That's right. That's pretty cool. But pretty I do, cool. I, I do like watching that uh, George Pickens. Right. Uh, yeah, play. he's good. He's he's, he's extremely talented. But extremely uh, the Bills, they don't look like they have a ton of weaknesses. Um, There's a rumor going around that they were going to try to put in a trade for Christian McCaffrey, with all the turmoil in uh, Carolina right now. Right. Uh, I can see them trying to uh, bolster their probably if if they do have a weakness, probably is their running game. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I agree. So I don't see why they wouldn't uh, throw throw some draft picks to boost that position, which would just make them even probably more of a powerhouse in the NFL right now. But right. we'll see. A more scary. Yeah, a little more scary. Yep. Um, I'm just not used to watching um, a Steelers team that really doesn't have a very good defense. I don't understand what's going on with this defense. I mean, with, with having the rookie in and uh, you know, the holes and even your receiving core is pretty young. So I don't, I, I, I don't 
mind watching the offense spit and sputter and and try to find their way that's good that's okay but this is a this is a Mike Tomlin defense man what is going on i i just don't i don't understand it they're they're not consistent they show holes on on all three levels it's like you take one guy out and and all three levels of the defense is not as strong as it was at the beginning of the season. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's, right. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they definitely lose a lot with uh, uh, T.J. Watt being out. But still, you're used to seeing Pittsburgh being a, a dominant defense in the NFL. Right, That's exactly. their brand. So exactly. it, it, it is wild to see that sort of uh, um, take a dip. But I, if if not this year, I, I do feel like they'll be back stronger than ever. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know. Being they're building yes. their defense, they love their right exactly. their defense. So yeah, very soon, very soon, I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers will have a young quarterback and a, a extremely strong dominant defense, <laughs> and yeah. we'll be back in in contention once again. So. Yeah, and they'll definitely have Mike Tomlin because they don't fire coaches in Pittsburgh. <laughs> right, exactly. But he's a, he's yeah. a, he's a good coach, so I wouldn't go away from yeah. that either. Yeah, he's amazing. Give him some players. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. All right, cool. So that's it. Steelers, Bills. Is that a wrap? Yeah, I say uh, it looks like the Bills are going to be on top or one or two on every power ranking right now, and right. you can't really you can't really take much away from them right so, at the moment. Okay. All right, cool. Next up, we got the Giants Packers. This was a great game. The Giants um, in the second half. Came back, pulled it off, 27-22. This, uh, this game was a tell of two halves, and, and this is what I have to talk about with Green Bay. Green Bay has has shown over the first five weeks, they come out pretty strong, jump ahead, get a lead, and fall flat in the second half. And they, they're just – they're Something I, I don't know if you want to blame that. You could blame it a couple of different ways. You could blame it on coaching for not making adjustments at halftime. You could blame it on a very young, inexperienced receiving core that in that first half they've ran through their routes, right? And so they don't have nothing creative to fall back on. Um, and it, so I don't know. I don't know what you want to do, but – I do know that there's some people up in Green Bay that need to figure that out <laughs> and figure out how to play the way they do in the first half consistently through a whole game. They haven't yeah. been able to do it this year. So that was definitely the case with that game because they had a, a, a jumped out to a 17 to three lead or something. Right. Exactly. And, and then just faded. Right. In the first half, uh, Green Bay owned time of possessions with long drives, short passes to create yards after catch. And basically, realistically, they were doing that to avoid this mean blitz that was coming their way just about every single, you know, every single down. Um, they went into halftime. They went into halftime with a 20 to 10 lead over the Giants. So that's that was the score at half. But the second half was a totally different story. Second half was owned by the G-Men, outscoring the Packers 17 to 2, um, owning time possession time of possession with long drives of their own you know during this daniel jones he looked really really good man daniel jones looked good he ended the game 21 out of 27 217 yards plus 10 carries for another 37 yards and he was just um he was just 
going through it out there, limping around. Hand, they, you know, they, they panned in on his hand. His hand was all busted up, bleeding. And I was like, and, but he was just, he was throwing dimes. You know what I'm saying? He just, um, he wasn't, he didn't look shaken or frazzled at all. But, you know, why would you look shaken and frazzled if you have Saquon Barkley? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, they were smart. They went to Saquon Barkley early and often in this game. That's what they did. He ended the game with 106 total yards, one touchdown, 16 touches running, and um, he even played the Wildcat a few times. He did. So, I think at least yeah, so, so they had him all over the place. There was a, a very scary moment in the third quarter where Barkley left the game with an injury. He was pull, pulled into the tent, went into the locker room, and then came busting out of the locker room, running back, looking for his helmet, and was ready to get back in this game. I'm telling you, man, this this um, just from the watching the the mannerisms of of. Daniel Jones, and then the excitement to get back in the game from Saquon Barkley. And, and not only not, it's not only them too. You can see it throughout the whole team. This, this Brian Dable coach team is not quitters. They're not going to quit. They're not going to give up. And realistically they willed their way to a win is what they did. And they just wanted it more than green Bay. That's what it looked like. It looked like they just wanted it more than Green Bay. That's all they did. I mean, even Brian Dable was leaving, going into the locker room, pumping up the fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, just everybody exploding. So, I mean, they're just – they're excited to win football games, and that's what it is. This is an extremely well-coached team that that can win just about any game that you throw them in. Right. Yeah, yeah. Saquon Barkley is definitely the superstar on that team, but Daniel Jones, oh, yeah, Daniel Jones played stellar. He, uh, he yeah. never got razzled and, uh, just, uh, uh, methodically brought his team back, uh, right. with, a, with a lot of help from Saquon, but, uh, yeah, the coach, uh, play calling, I think is, it's nice. That's, right. you know, it's, it's creative, uh, takes advantage of what they do have, the weapons that right. they do have and, uh, plays within themselves, um, love seeing Green Bay get beat, <laughs> right? You know, even though the Giants are a rival, kind of a right. rival, but um, um, couldn't happen to a better quarterback than uh, Aaron Rodgers. But right. uh, uh, Daniel Jones working his does he get another contract with the Giants? I think uh, he's yeah. I mean that, that's what um, NFL boy Brandon. That's what he was talking about on Thursday's podcast. And he mentioned it, and then. We've talked a couple times since. If he keeps playing like this, I guess you have to give it to him. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, they um, they passed on his fifth year option, correct? So right. So he's a free agent at the end of the year, right? Um, so, but they're yeah. going to play themselves out of a, a quality draft pick for a quarterback. So right. unless they have somebody planned in free agency, they may stick with Daniel Jones. Although he may earn himself a nice contract because. If you're a winner in the NFL, that's that goes that that goes a long way. Quarterbacks get paid a lot for winning, right? So, exactly. So exactly. Yeah, I like him. Uh, yeah, you, we saw his hand all bloody. I, I don't know. It was one of his offensive linemen, maybe a center or something, right. um, had blood all over his uh, uh, britches there because uh, <laughs> I, I think Daniel Jones either patting him on the ass or <laughs> you know. 
somehow getting blood there. It was, it was kind of hilarious a little bit. Yeah, there was uh, there's blood everywhere. So yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just it, it's good to see. It's it's good to see a well coached team that's just disciplined, willing to stick to the script. And that's the thing that Daniel Jones is doing. Daniel Jones is taking the the plan that the coaches put together and sticking to it. He's just going out there and and lit you know and and living the plan out and he's yeah. not veering away from it he's not turning the ball over they have a a pretty good defense you know what i'm saying i mean it's they're playing middle middle of the pack defense you know they're not this great um dynamic defense but you don't need that you got saquon barkley you know what i'm saying but and as long as the defense can can you know be a threat at all times and that's what they do they play right middle of the pack you know, across the league at the middle of pack defense, you got your big weapon in Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones is just not turning the ball over. You know that's, what I'm saying? I mean, he's just not key. turning the ball over. Yeah. So he's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It was a yeah, great yeah, game. A lot of props to the giants. Uh, they've, they're playing at a high, pretty high level and uh, yeah. Yeah. They're four and one, baby. Four and one. Four and one. Yeah. The, the NFC East went to the, NFC beast <laughs> beast mode. Yeah. Not the least mode, but the beast mode. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, so. Yeah. It's crazy, but here we are. Yeah. That's cool. Really cool. Let's stay in that NFC East. Next up Eagles Cardinals. Um, Eagles were able to pull this out. Um, the very end and won this game 20, to 17 right yeah they they hung on to the win there um i think the cardinals actually actually missed a a game tying field goal there in the last minute i think that uh uh, allowed the eagles to hang on eagles jumped off to a a 14 to nothing lead and uh like they've been doing they just fade they they really do they they jump out have a great quarter and then they hold on which is a good strategy um it might kind of catch up with you at some point, but um, Jalen Hurts, 26 for 36, no passing touchdowns. He did have two rushing touchdowns, which right. is fine. That's what he does. That's yeah, what he does. That's what he does. Um, but um, interesting fact, and I know we'll get into this later because it's uh, in Philadelphia, it's Cowboys week. Um, Cooper Rush and Jalen Hurts has the – same amount of throwing touchdowns. Okay. They both have four throwing touchdowns to this point of the year. Okay. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, right. So. Uh, yeah. And they're both undefeated. That's pretty good. This so far. With yeah. those four. One, one's five and own Cooper. Right. One's doing over. it with an extremely strong run game, including his legs. And the other one's right in the back of a very strong defense. Right. So, <laughs> you don't need to throw a lot of, you know, you, you don't need to throw the ball a lot when you, when you go with those two directions. So. Right. So, um, but yeah, um, hanging out on their wins. That's what they've done all year. So uh, they continue that Arizona is a good team. They were playing at Arizona. So um, uh, yeah, they, uh, right. to go on the road and get this game um, from a playoff team. This is what you wanted to see. You wanted to see them play. Now the Cardinals, you know, stunk it up the very first round of the playoffs, but that's a good way to start. You know, you're playing a playoff team. You're playing a good team. 
that damn near came back. Should yeah, have they did. Overtime. So, yeah. um, you know, but um, I mean, they're, you know, statistics say they're going to lose eventually. I, I could have seen them losing to the Cardinals, but they didn't. They hung no, in there. They didn't. They, they had uh, a good game. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, they did get a little banged up on their offensive line, but I don't think anything too serious. But uh, yeah, they did take some wear and tear on that team. So okay. um, yeah, kudos to them. The only five and O team in the NFL. Right. Yeah, exactly. it, that's not easy to do. So. Right. Cool. 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 All right. So next up, we have a shutout. The only shutout of the week. The Patriots and Lions went at it. Uh, Patriots shut them, shut out the Lions 29 to zero. This, um, this is a, this is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. The, the Pats defense was able to do something that, that no other defense could do so far this year. And that's including the Eagles defense. So, mm-hmm. and that was to, um, to stop the Lions, but, um, the Pats offense to me with Zappy is, and, and I mean, they probably need to do this with Mac also, but they're playing complimentary football. You know what I'm saying? The offense is steady, steady play by Zach and a strong running game or by Zap by Zappy and a strong running game. You know what I'm saying? That's what yeah. they have. They have steady play by a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. He did have one interception, but that was not his fault bounced right off the chest of the damn receiver and, you know, fumbled around and then somebody ended up coming up with it. So no turnovers, very steady, good, smart plays by the rookie and an extremely strong running game. You know what I'm saying? You add that with a Bill Belichick defense and now you're starting to, you know, uh, start cooking with grease, they say. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, it's such Uh, a big win for the Patriots. Right, yeah. exactly. Zappy went 17 for 21, 188 yards, one touchdown. He did have the one interception. Of course, I already mentioned that wasn't his fault. Here's the, a kicker. Damian Harris left the game with an injury. Stevenson went off, straight off, 25 carries, 161 yards. And then uh, Jacoby Myers had a good game, seven receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, the offense was just that steady playing. You know, the the defense, we're getting ready to get into both defenses here in a minute. Uh, the defense played really, really good. And when your defense plays that good, as long as your offense is consistent and complements your good defense and doesn't turn the ball over and lose the game for you, it's good to do. Um, and the, the Pats defense played good enough this week. Um, they could have shut down you know, a lot of teams playing right, the way right. they play. Probably but one of the highest scoring offenses out there this so far this year as well. I think they right, were exactly. top two or three scoring team to be shut out is amazing. Right. But there is one kicker. The Lions offense came into the game with no running backs, um, Swift, no wide receivers, DJ Chark or St. Brown. Both of them were out. So all three of their up and coming prime time players, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, um, so basically the lions came in with second and third string running backs and second and third right. string wide receivers does not help golf at all, but that doesn't matter. Golf was pressured all day long. Like he was, he had somebody in his face every minute 
uh, every time he dropped back. He went 19 for 35, 229 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, and one fumble. Um, the, here, here's the thing right here. Check this out, Rich. Lions went, Lions went for it on fourth down, a record setting six times to come up empty every time. Uh, yeah, that's wild. It's uh, the first time in the NFL that, that somebody that any team has ever went for it that much and, um, never got it six times in one game. It's pretty crazy. That's insane. I'd get a yeah. better offensive play caller. <laughs> like that, that you're defying the law of averages at that point. Right, right. Exactly. Um, now or, for the defenses, here we go. Lions had five defensive uh, back. So five DBs get hurt in this game. <laughs> five DBs. So back there, it's basically like a carousel. They can't keep anybody up. So, I mean, no wonder why the rookie played, you know, he played pretty good because he was at constant, you know, nobody was, nobody was dialed in. Nobody was fresh. Um, Lions was really, really hurt on both sides of the ball. This game, this game, they had none of their stars on offense and their defensive backs, like I said, five uh, defensive backs left to this game at one time or another. But the Pats look great again, man, on defense. It was uh, Judon, Matt, Matthew Judon. He had two sacks. One of them was a strict sack that was recovered by I can't rem- I can't remember who it was recovered by, but it was recovered by someone and returned to the house um, for a touchdown. So. Um, and Jack Jones, uh, rookie that we highlighted uh, last Thursday, he had another interception. And this interception was huge. This interception was on the five-yard line. Detroit was getting ready to score. This was not going to be a shutout. And Detroit really did have him pinned back. They were they were on the five-yard line and golf through ball. Rookie came up big, come up big for the defense and snagged the ball down and said, uh-uh, not today. Yeah. So, yeah, we highlighted Kyle Duggar. Line, but. Kyle Duggar, that's who that's who uh got that strip sack. He recovered the strip sack and ran it back for, okay. for a touchdown. So Kyle Yeah, that, that cornerback looks like a gym. Looks like yeah. a steal. So yeah, yeah. Jack Jones. Jack Jones is a beast. Every game, I, I mean, every game we're gonna be talking about him. I guarantee yeah. you. Yeah. We're gonna the, the thing and, and we're gonna need to because Judon, the thing about Judon is Judon always gets hurt <laughs> about the middle of the season. You know what I'm saying? He'll disappear for five, six weeks. But not right now. Right now it's the beginning of the season. He's showing up every week, week in, week out. Um, I hope he does not get hurt again. I'm just going by the years that he's been in the league. That is a a, a thing for him, but it, with injury problems for him. But yeah, the rookie Jack Jones shows up, shows up again, man. And and it's just um, you know, they just the Lions could not overcome the injuries on both sides of the ball. But like I said, the Pats defense played lights out defense. They played real Bill Belichick lights out defense. You know what I'm saying? They looked like they were playing um, a bunch of scrubs. You know what I'm saying? And they weren't They're Like you said, they're playing the highest scoring offense this far. You know what I'm saying? This far this year, you know, I'm the, a, a team that's average is 35 points a game. You know what I'm saying, and you know, um, yeah, that was definitely a that was definitely a shocker, but a much needed win win for the Patriots because uh, one and four would have you know they 
I have them predicted to go to the playoffs, so they need some wins. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, if they're going to go to the playoffs like you predict. They they definitely yeah. need some wins, and that's that's what uh, NFL boy Brandon was saying on Thursday. Is every game over this next quarter when we were doing our um, our October preview? That's what he was saying about New England. Is every game is big right now? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It, it's a must win almost for them to pull themselves up out of those early losses, and not only that. They got the Jets one game ahead of them now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So th- this Jets game that's going to be coming up here in a couple weeks, huge game for them because they can't. The Jets are already ahead of them, so they not only have to pull themselves up, they need to start work their way back up at least into you know second or third place in the um, in a, our AFC East. So yep. yeah, they yeah, they got a mountain but, climb, but yeah. But kudos to the New England Patriots. I believe that is the. Uh, it's isn't that the first NFL East shutout of the year? I don't think any of the other games are shutouts. Hmm, I have to look into that. I'm not positive. Uh, look, I can look into that, but I'm almost yep. positive. So I don't know about the NFL all all across the whole board, but I'm talking about for us. I don't remember yeah. highlighting another shutout, so yep. I don't remember recapping. Yeah, that'd be anything. great if uh, it's, it's New England that pulls that one off. <laughs> right, exactly. So. so, so there you go. Good job, Pat. Um, the offense played complimentary with a, a extremely strong running game and top-notch defense on display right there to shut out the high-scoring Lions. So there you go. Yeah. And and they could talk – you can't really talk too much crap. Last thing I'm going to say about that game is because the week before, the Lions were also – Swift was also not there. St. Brown was also not there. And they still, were, they still put up 35 points. So it was, believe me, it was the Patriots defense that did the shutdown. So, right. You mentioned right. the Eagles. Eagles, I think Detroit got 35 points on them. So, yeah, it was 35 points on the Eagles. Yeah. So, yeah. So a little, little bit and, the Eagles, and the Eagles got a good defense. So that's what, you know, that's, that's pretty good. So I think golf was just scared. Golf was getting teed off. He was getting blitzed. He had people in his face. He looked scared, is what he looked like. You know, um, we're going to get to the Dallas game, but. Did you, uh, I seen kind of fear in Matthew Stafford's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Every time he hiked the ball, you could, you could kind of tell he was already expecting, he was already looking around. He was shook is what it was. He was just shaking up. He was shook. That's what I seen um, when I watched uh, the condensed version of this game. Jared Goff was shook, was shook. He had somebody in his face at all times and he just couldn't make good decisions. He didn't have time to make good decisions. So there you go. All right. Next up, we got the Titans commanders. Commanders once again loses in a game they should have never lost. They had this game in the bag, but end up getting beat 21 to 17. What you got, Rich? Yeah, this was definitely a pretty competitive game. Uh, Commanders definitely were right there to win it, but they came up short. Um, uh, Let's see. Carson Wentz, uh, not terrible. 25 for 38. He had 359 yards. That's throwing it across the field. Uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, uh, Henry, though, he he came back strong. He probably had his best of the game of the year. He had a 102 yards rushing, uh, which is a little bit surprising because Washington's defense is really good. They're, I mean, they're they're front line defenses. Uh, stout. Yeah, uh, D- Derek Henry not. definitely showed up to play. He showed yeah. up to play. So. So. And they're yeah, Washington's front seven is the best. They're the best part of their team. I think. Right, you know I think so too. Saying? Yeah, or at least their front D line. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. Defensive line. At least until uh, 
what's his face gets back. Um, right. So yeah, uh, an interesting thing I, I I'm going to take away from this game is the comments from Coach uh, Rivera that he was asked after the game, and it might have been the next day actually. Uh, I don't know if you saw this where they yeah, were. Asked, yeah, he was asked by a reporter, um, "What's the difference between his team and the other three teams in the NFC East that are four and five game winners?" Right, and his response was, "It's the quarterback play." Right. Um, I feel like Car. I don't want to defend Carson Wentz because I don't think he's a, that that good of a quarterback, but I think it's way deeper than just that. I think. Uh, I think. Um, I mean, you look at Carson Wentz's numbers, 25 for 38, 360 yards. Okay, you can win with that. Yeah, but what he's talking about is the interception he threw right at the end of the game to give the damn game away. They had the game won. Well. And, and Ron Rivera, if it's your quarterback play, why are you why are you not running the ball at that time? Why are you not giving exactly. the ball to Gibson or somebody else? Why, um, why are you trusting him with the ball? And letting, they went for it four straight times. Pass, 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 pass. No. Eventually, he's going to throw. We know who he is. He's going to throw an interception. That's your. It's your job as a coach to get it out of his hands, put it in the hands of somebody else, and move the ball down the field. So. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I feel like uh, uh, you know, you're limited with Carson Wentz, so you need to adjust for those limitations. Exactly. Uh, I've never. I've, I got to say, I've never seen a coach throw their quarterback, their starting quarterback, under the bus like that. Um, yeah, it definitely screams of he doesn't want to take accountability for his own fault. Right. Why, like you said, why is it? Why are we throwing uh, nonstop in a game that you know you can just run the clock out or right? Yeah, Carson Wentz is a big boy. Why didn't he just run the ball? Yeah, why didn't he? Why didn't he just quarterback sneak and just take off running? Right, you know right. what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you put enough pressure on Carson Wentz, he will turn the ball over. There's no doubt about that. Right, exactly. But, and and that's what they were doing. They were each each you could watch each down, they just dialed it up a little bit more, dialed it up a little bit more. Yeah. And then by third down, they had him frazzled. And so he was he almost threw an interception on third down. He almost did, and then threw one on fourth down. So right. Yeah. And and you just knew it was coming. Everybody watching the game, every Titan fan alive knew it was coming. You know what I'm saying, and and just so it is, just it really, really dumb, in my opinion. In my opinion, I, I would not have thrown the ball that many times with Carson Wentz being my quarterback. You know, so. right, right, um, yeah. So I felt we t- we were texting it the other day after Carolina's quarterback got fired that uh, Coach Rivera might be the next one on the block. I can kind of see it. I just I feel like that's just an unacceptable way for him to answer that question. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I mean, pre- pretty much if you're if you're throwing. Your quarter, I mean, it almost makes you think that he didn't have a choice on going. I mean, all of us were sitting in the off season, off season scratching our head when they ran over to Indy to get him and was like hurried up and, oh my gosh, we have to hurry up and do this and gave away pretty good draft capital. To oh, get they did. They you know did. what I'm saying? And, and we were, all, I mean, I was, and most people I know were sitting there scratching their heads saying for Carson Wentz, what are you doing? It's um, amazing how much that guy's getting in Maybe <laughs> maybe the coach had nothing to do with that. Maybe maybe it was that was all straight above his head. And well, maybe actually, I don't just, think it is. I think he actually advocated for it. But I could be wrong on that. I don't follow him that much, but um right. I mean if he did then he needs to suck it up, Buttercup. You get what you asked for. <laughs> right. So, you know what I'm saying? 
But yeah. I mean, with why else would they in week five be willing to throw his quarterback under the bus already? Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless he's trying to shake him up and say, "Look, we did because because the Commanders played well enough to win this game. They had the game won. You know what I'm saying? They, right. they were and and but yeah, they're, just, they're sitting there at the at, at the bottom at one and four, uh, but they're not doing their quarterback any favors by undermining his confidence and uh making him the scapegoat um so uh, here's a little interesting tidbit on carson wentz's uh trade on the trade deal if um carson wentz plays 70 percent of the snaps for the season um the future trade that they gave up to the colts goes from a third rounder to a second rounder wow Right, so Washington might have some motivation to bench Carson Wentz. Right, um, but I think if you do that, you're totally going to lose your team. Right, I mean, uh, you've got a good yeah. defense, you've got people out there playing hard. Yeah, um, I mean, the team loves Heineke or whatever, and that the that's the back. Yeah, yeah, in, came in in the playoffs a couple years ago. Yeah, he's least super limited too, though. Yeah, he's extremely so, limited. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah, so right. we'll see how that plays out. Uh, which one goes for us, Wentz or? Rivera. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to uh, the Cowboys. Let's go. Cowboys and the Super Bowl champs. Uh, Rams go to LA. Cowboys go to LA. Rams and come out with a win. The defense steps up 22 to 10. 22 to 10. I'm going to steal a line from uh, the great Michael Irving. Rush hour four. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, his fourth win in a row. But, yeah, this is a defensive win, no doubt about it. Uh, check out these numbers here. The uh, the Cowboys' defense all season long uh, have uh, – oh, I screwed – I missed a number there. Um, yeah. They have given up less points or the same points – Every week, so for instance, Tampa Bay they gave up 19 points, Cincinnati 17 points, Giants 16 points, Washington 10, the Rams 10. That right. number is dropping every week. Right. It's yeah. it's not only dropping every week. They have it. They've only gave that. They, what I found even more or, or just as incredible as that is they've only given up one touchdown every game. That's it. No more than one. No less than one. Yeah. One to, you're allowed one touchdown. That's all you're getting all game. <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying? craziness. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty uh, awesome. The Rams had a uh, Cooper Cup had a 75 yard uh, touchdown reception on that, which was a great play. Right. By the way, it, yeah. it was just one of those things where everything was is a perfect throw, a perfect route by Cooper Cup, and uh, he took it to the house. But that was it. That's all you're going to give. Dallas is going to give you one touchdown, and then you 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 know you just play the rest of the week. Um, you were talking about Matthew Stafford um, being sort of uh, intimidated by the defense, I think. Uh, in the third quarter, Micah Parsons started taking himself out of the game. He had a, a growing injury, right. growing strain. Um, he didn't want to play – he couldn't play linebacker at that point, but he could rush. He could run straight. Right. So um, they just started bringing him in on third down passing, obvious passing plays right. and stuff. Um well, there was a point in the uh, in the third quarter there where the Rams had the ball and it was a second down and ten, 
Well, here comes Micah Parsons just lining up on the on the edge, right on, right over the uh, right tackle. Uh, you could tell Matthew Stafford, like you could tell they were like, "You're not supposed to be in the game, buddy." <laughs> you know, and here's <laughs> like, Micah I Parsons. You were injured. What are you talking? <laughs> right, and here's Micah Parsons just staring him down at the line, and uh, he forced he forced the Rams to use a, a timeout in the third quarter because they they didn't know how to how to how that that they knew that play wasn't going to work with Micah Parsons right there. Right. Um, so he opens up everything. He opens. He makes the other li- defensive linemen play out of their mind. Uh, he takes up so much. Um, Micah Parsons, that is, takes up so much. Um, he just blows up your offense. Right. He, he takes you out of your scheme, out of your uh, game plan. And um, it's fun to watch as a Cowboys fan. I've, I haven't seen anything like that for the on the Cowboys forever. So right. if, if ever. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but on the offensive side, we didn't do great. But the thing with uh, Cooper Rush, uh, why he's having so much success, he hasn't had a turnover in four games. Right. Exactly. He hasn't he's just playing sm- very smart football. Right. So, and, you, I mean, just- and you always hear people say, like, uh, you know, protect the ball, you know, don't turn it over, and you'll have success because that's what the numbers say. But uh, that's a fact. That's just a yeah. fact. If you don't yeah. turn the and, ball and, over. And they're running the ball pretty good. They are. They are running, that's the, that's running the, the ball. They're, I mean, it sounds a lot like the Patriots, but they're they're relying on the running game with the backup quarterback, and they're um, playing extremely high defense. You know. Yeah, yeah. Defense the defense is winning the games for us, but right. Cooper rushed by by just being so careful with the ball and just timing. He only threw ten completions for about a hundred yards. Right. <laughs> no touchdowns in it, but if you don't fumble the ball, you don't turn it over, and you you limit your sacks, then um, you can have success that way. So Right, exactly. Um, it's a four and one after yeah. beating both Super Bowl contenders. Right, exactly. Pretty awesome. So yeah. how do you think, um, do you think that that's going to change this game plan that I, I, I think Cooper Rush saved your uh, offensive coordinator's job? <laughs> right, I, I, right. And I, we talk- I seriously did. I think he came in. When he came in, he had to rethink everything and said, okay, let's just get back to the basics. Play safe yeah. football. Don't give the book, football up and just rely on this defense to win games for us. You know what I'm saying? And start running the ball. And that's what we need to do to get to give him a break, you know, to not to not ask so much of him. And it's working. It's working. I mean, it, I think up to that point, um, he was making very – me, me and you even were talking about it. You know, we were making fun of him out of the same damn play calls every game, game in and game out. You know what I'm saying? He can't switch things up. Um, they're relying a lot more on the run than they have, like, you know, especially with Dak. Um, they're relying a lot more, less on the quarterback, more on the running game, more on the defense. And that's, I mean, that's what they did when Dak was young, when Dak first came into the league. And, and, and the Dallas Cowboys won 13 freaking games. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, maybe they just need to, maybe they need to go back to that, even when Dak comes in and just stay with this really strong defense, this really strong running game, ride the back of the running game. And, and then every now and then Dak could have his moment and do his Dak thing. You know what I'm saying? But um, not turn the ball over from their stupid um, special, you know, round the back through the corner. Double reverses. (laughs) Right. You don't need it. You don't no, need you, it when you've got a top-notch defense, a good running game. All you need your quarterback to do is not, like you said, not turn the ball over 
and and move the chains. That's yep. it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it a little bit a little bit of a blessing in disguise after Dak went down in, in the first game because if you look at the the play calling in the first game, yeah, there, was there was two two double reverses on the first drive of the game. Right. Right. right exactly. And, and, there, and not only that, but you could go into last year also. He, oh, yeah. That was continued over from last year. You sure. Know, he was just he was doing a really terrible job at his play calling. Yeah. So. Kellen Moore is like he's the son of a coach. Uh right. and you know I'm sure when he was in third grade, he was drawing up plays for his dad to grade. You know what I mean? Right, like right. they were probably like scheme and stuff. Cause that's what he like. He loves to do it. And you put it on paper and it's great, but in the NFL, it doesn't really work that way because if you've got, you've got to have an offense that uh, those plays need to develop fast. Right. Exactly. Because you, yeah. If you, uh, if you wait three seconds to get the ball past the line of scrimmage, defenses are on it. Right. You know, the NFL, you can't do that in the NFL. Um, you can have a little bit of success. You got Aaron Rodgers or a LeVar, uh, I mean, uh, um, uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. You got those kind right. of things. Uh, you know, and Dax, Dax's an okay runner, but he's not a, he's not a speedster out there. He's not Michael Vick, right. but, um, expecting him to play hero ball and to, to run this high complicated, super complicated offense. Right. Uh, it just, it just, Peter's out in the NFL, uh, you exactly. know, after a while. And I think what happened last year was, uh, even though Kellen Moore had some early successes, people, teams figured it out. They're like, oh, okay, you're going to, you're going to do all this fancy stuff. We're just going to wait here. And then we're going to, right. You know, we're going to exactly. kill your play. We're going to blow your play up. And right. that's what, that, or just <laughs> let you, just let you hurt yourself. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it would end up turning the ball over from all your little fanciness. You yeah. Know? And if you have a great defense like Tampa Bay does, or, uh, you know, it, New England, even I, you right. know, they're going to figure that stuff out easy. That's that's yeah, exactly kid stuff for them. So, so yeah, being forced to uh, to play a more traditional, more conservative type offense because you don't need to put up thirty points. You, in fact, you don't even need to put up twenty. You put up right. nineteen, you're going to win. Right, uh, exactly. So it, it's it. I think I do agree with you. I think Kellen Moore did kind of save his job, not intentionally or or right. by accident. But hopefully that'll make him a better play caller. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, I, I think so because it forced him to go back to the basics. Yeah, and that's what he needed to do. Um, so, and he wasn't going to do with that with Dak. He wasn't going to go back to the basics. He was going to keep trying to tweak his thing. You know what right. I'm saying? And keep so, forcing forcing your offense down. You know your right. your schemes over. Just run the ball. Just get it. Pat. You know you gotta you gotta make ten yards. So right, make that happen. Exactly. So, yeah, and uh. Cooper Rush has been playing great. You know, I, I kind of picked the uh, Rams to win that game last week because I do kind of feel like the Cooper Rush magic is going to have to leave or kind of go away at some point. But um, as long as that defense is rocking and rolling, yep. you know. Yeah, I, I would like him to stay undefeated until Dak gets back just so next time you use him, he can, we can, you know, we could still say he never has lost in the NFL. That's pretty cool. Yeah, how many can he win in a row, huh? <laughs> right, exactly. Because I think so, he's going to win this week, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, yeah, that's that's a Thursday thing. That's mm-hmm. a Thursday thing. We'll we'll definitely um, be back on here Thursday, and we will take a look at games of the week and, and go through every game in the NFL East. So that that's always fun. And but we still got one more game. We got one more game. My Dolphins went to MetLife Stadium, and uh, it definitely was not a MetLife takeover. 
it was a MetLife disaster. So, um, but not for the Jets. The Jets had a really good game. They ended up blowing the doors off the game, up 40 to 17. Um, first things first, don't let that score scare you too much. Uh, it was really a close game. I mean, it was a it was a one it was a one score game or less than a one score game. Yeah, it was two a two point game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so right. you know what I'm saying? It's just the the wheels kind of fell off. Dolphins struggled and had bad luck the whole game. From the very first offensive play of the game, um, all the way through, just one thing after another after another that a lot of people don't know. A lot of people didn't. Um, if you're a Dolphins fan and you know all the players, and you're like, okay, well, where in the hell is X? Okay, well, where's Tyreek Hill? Okay, well, wait, wait, he was just playing. Where'd he go? You know, well, he's hurt and over in the tent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just uh, just a really really bad game. Um, the Dolphins started the game with no Tua. No Xavier Howard, and um, and then the like I said, the first play of the offense of the first offensive play for the Miami Dolphins quarterback Teddy Bridgewater um, was uh, of the game. We lost him, and then shortly after that, we lose our star left tackle Terrell Armstead. <laughs> so now, our, I mean, these are big money plays, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And then yeah, you're big building money players that we are just uh, by now, like X, he got a big contract, not able to be on the heat. He didn't even come into the game. Ted, uh, Tua didn't even travel with the team. So as X traveled with the team, but was a no-go at the beginning. He, he was a no-go. Teddy got knocked out. The $6 million man got knocked out after one play. And then we lose, like I said, left tackle Terrell Armstead. And then later on in the game, Tyree kills with injury, with a foot injury. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, man, can it get any worse? Um, playing with the second and third string cornerbacks, because now both of our dynamic duos out. So we have our second and third string um, uh, CBs back there. The defense looked really, really bad. And once again, the special teams had another disastrous game, just terrible game from the get-go. Um, Seventh-round rookie, Skylar Thompson, he's the one that came in for Teddy Bridgewater, uh, the Miami Dolphins' third-string third quarterback. Um, he didn't have a bad game, 19 for 33, 166 yards, one interception, one fumble, and was sacked twice. Um, the Dolphins really, they, they struggled – on all three levels of the game. They struggled. They struggled. Um, Sanders, uh, Jason Sanders could not. He missed a key field goal that would have gave the Dolphins the lead. Um, and and more importantly, the lead and momentum, which, which is something they really needed, a boost for Skyler, um, for the rookie, Skyler Thompson. Um, and, and it was just uh, the punting game was off. So special teams was bad. Defense looked bad. Offense, I mean, it was basically their second and third string offense was out there. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, it looked bad. And uh, against a Jets up and coming pretty damn good defense. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but the real story of this game was the Jets. Let's talk about the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Because the real story of this game was some Jets rookies, one on offense, one on defense, and they allowed the Jets to dominate on both sides of the ball. It was pretty amazing. 
your boy Rich Sauce Gardner came flying off the edge on a blitz that that first Miami offensive play that I was telling you about that was Sauce Gardner coming off the edge on a blitz he put a hit a hit on Teddy Bridgewater which led to an intentional grounding call from the end zone which is of course we know a safety and not only that knocking Ted, Teddy Bridgewater out of the game hurt his ankle um some spotter from somewhere, I don't know, somewhere uh, in the stands on the sidelines, seeing him stumble, supposedly, even though they don't have any video of it, says, no, you're out of here. And they took him out on um, protocol and the new, the new concussion protocol. So um, he, he went in past everything was, should have been allowed back in the game, but because of the new protocol, the spotter seen him stumble, said, you are not allowed you are not allowed back, not allowed back in. So that was the first offensive play. Terrible. That was Sauce Gardner, though, coming off the edge. It was pretty awesome. He also had five tackles um, and one interception on yeah. top of all that. I think he got so, his first interception there. That yeah, he got his first decent. first interception of the year. And he's gonna be, he's not gonna be this big interception guy. I can he's not gonna have high high interception numbers. Um, because what's going to happen is eventually the NFL is going to hear about him and stop going his way is what they're going to do. He's going to be a shutdown corner. That's what he does. You know what I'm saying? He, he's a shutdown corner. Um, but I love, I love watching him creep up. I like when he creeps up. I like when they blitzed him off the, off the, off the edge. That was awesome, man. Because nobody thought everybody thought he was going to fall back in coverage. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure Teddy Bridgewater did. Cause he didn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. sure the running back did the running back didn't even pick him up. So yeah, cornerback um, blitz. That's, that's a, uh... That yeah, can be nasty. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think Sauce Gardner is going to be more of like a Darius Revis type of player. You people just won't throw to him. Yeah, yeah or or a Byron Jones. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of like a Byron Jones for Miami, yeah. who uh, once again, of course, was not out. He's still out. Um, hasn't played this year yet. Now, here is one thing about Sauce. Sauce did get called for a, pa- a, a defensive pass interference the time when he did cover Tyree Kill. Um, he okay. t- he covered Tyreek Hill the one play and got called for the and that was the biggest play um, and that's what I'm saying. Skylar Thompson he didn't have if you look at his stats he doesn't have these big long balls but he did have two long balls and both of them called uh, pass interference so they don't get he doesn't get the yardage for him on right. his stats but it was because of him he's the one that got the ball down there and 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 got it to our wide receiver to get that call play you know that um that penalty. Call. Right, which I like so, that. I like that approach from uh, the coaching staff to to, right. you know, let's. You've got Tyreek Hill. You need to throw it down downfield. Right, so. exactly. All right, so we still have that. That was your defensive player of the week, in my opinion. But offensive player of the week <laughs> for the Jets on offense, it was rookie Bryce Hall. Wow, what a day! Ninety-seven yards rushing and a hundred yards receiving. And one touchdown. Hall becomes the the Jets' first running back ever to have 100-plus receiving yards since LaDamian Tomlinson back in 2011. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Good job, rookie. Um, That's pretty cool. That's, that was pretty cool. Um, He had a huge game. He had a big – there was just – and this, this was – a struggle it was our defensive backs is what, what it was. And there was multiple blown coverages. I mean, these are second and third, right. you know, third string guys. Luckily our four stringer didn't get on the field. Um, but 
who just blown coverages. And he he just, he catches the ball and goes 78 yards, one play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Hall did. So just from a blown coverage, there was no one 20 yards around him at all for 20 yards. So, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing, pretty wild. But, um, you know, the Jets are fun, man. The Jets have this – they have this um, – we, we always, you know, we've been talking about their up and coming defense, but really, you know, it's, it's the whole, the whole team they have, but they're all really young rookies. You know what I'm saying? The Bryce Hall, huge game like this. Um, and he's been doing good all season. Also sauce Gardner, of course we know about him and he's been doing some stuff, but here's an honorable mention. Uh, another rookie on their team. He did not have a big day of uh, wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. He didn't have a big gay, a big day on this game, but for the season, he has 23 receptions, 283 yards, and he averages over 12 yards per catch. So there you go. You know what I'm saying? And he has two touchdowns on top of that. Another rookie. And they're just all over the field for the Jets. You know what I'm saying? I'm just waiting. You know, the Jets, in my opinion, they're fun to watch. They're exciting to watch. And they're about two years away. You're like, once these guys, all all these guys all over the field, wide receiver core, running back core. Um, the quarterback. On, yeah. on the quarterback, two levels of the defense. You know, you got Sauce in the back. You got a, a, some really young um, defensive linemen. Once all of these guys peak at the same time, this, this team's going to the playoffs for three years straight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so. Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep them down. They've really uh, they're accumulating the talent, the young talent. Uh, the key positions, you know, quarterback, cornerback, those things. Um, yeah, they're going to be a, they're going to be every, every team in the NFC East and the, uh, AFC East, it's going to be powerhouses for the next 10 years. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, they're getting, they're, we're getting the, the best players in the league. Right. You know? Yeah. Start, uh, so yeah, um, super respectable. Well, there you go, Jets. You get your highlight on NFL East, baby. We are Jets fans. <laughs> so it's good. They, they played really good. Um, Dolphins, like I said, the Dolphins had a bad day. Um, they had a lot of bad luck. You know, the what people say, and, and I totally believe it, is to win a Super Bowl, your team has to have, have some luck. You know, it takes some luck to win a Super Bowl, um, whether it's luck of just staying healthy or – you know, peaking at the right time or, you know, whatever, just a little bit of luck. Well, the Dolphins, this game had no luck right. at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it was just bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. Um, this new um, protocol, this new, you know, um, concussion protocol thing that's knocked out Teddy Bridgewater, um, not only has it knocked him out of the game, it has not allowed him to practice the earliest he'll be able to practice this Thursday. So yeah. he'll also miss the whole beginning of the week um, taking first team reps. So. Yeah. It's pretty ironic that the, uh, the, the sort of, I'm going to call it an overcorrection from the NFL to uh, the concussion protocols. Um, obviously nobody liked seeing what happened to two on, on that Thursday night football game, but um, you can't, you can't make up for that by imposing a, a set of rules that's not practical. Right. Like you said earlier, a spotter, whoever that yep. was. 
Well, uh, it, he he over trumps automatically over trumps all of the doctors. Right. That's what I don't like about it. it is, and it doesn't make any sense because you're just observing. You're doing it from right. a distance. Uh, and and it's not reviewable. They they can't go back and look at the tape. They right. can't show the doctors the tapes and say, "Hey, do you see anything? Do you think he needs to be out?" It's like it's like one guy has the power to trump everybody. Right. I don't like that. I don't I, like that I, at all. I don't think it's even. It doesn't even make any sense because. Uh, these are I mean, football I have players. A Bill Belichick's already trying to figure out who these guys are, so he can start, you know, slinging some money around. Right, or he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna get them in those <laughs> positions. Like, here's our spotter there, and uh, oh look, Tom Brady, he uh, right. he grabbed Didn't his he knee. stumble, you know, he grabbed his knee. Obviously, he's got a concussion. Yeah, right. this just doesn't make any sense. Uh, you have to have a doctor there to make that decision. You can you can tighten up your protocols for what qualifies as a concussion or not, but certainly having somebody from a distance say. Oh, that football player who got smacked, you know, by a guy going like a freight missile at him, or you know, right. miss just uh, a silo it was an coming at him. Injury, Rich, right. knocked yeah. out. It was an ankle injury. Players, almost every player, your head. limps a little bit when they stand up because you just took a <laughs> you just took a beating, <laughs> got hit by a car. That's what and, it feels and like. You, and you hurt your ankle. You know, right. so, yeah, uh, so of course you probably, I mean, you might've stumbled. I, I'm not saying he didn't stumble. He probably did. He had a hurt ankle. You know right. what I'm saying? He's probably trying to walk yeah. it off. This is football. So, yeah. These right. are these people, you know, uh, fall off your bike and see how fast you get up. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just going to open itself up to uh, just ridiculous. I don't know. Um it's going to have such a negative impact on a game. And like you said, that with the Miami game, that was the very first offensive series. Right. And now, I mean, you guys probably only had two quarterbacks on that team for that game, right? With Tua being yeah. out. Yeah, that was yeah. it. So, yeah. I mean, what happens if uh, your backup – string wide receiver would have had to play quarterback. Right. Uh, it's just – it's not practical. I don't see how it is. And I think I think uh, the irony of it being used against the Dolphins uh, – for the first time, I guess, with the new protocol, right. uh, you guys got screwed. <laughs> I mean, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I just yeah. don't see how. I don't see it. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater did not get a concussion. I mean, right. I, I haven't yeah. seen anything that looks like he even got no. smacked in the head no. very hard. No, no, so. he, he didn't at all. Yeah. He didn't even hit uh, his head. It went, and it wasn't that he hit his head. That's not why he went into the protocol. He went into the protocol because the spotter seen him stumble. Or right. seen him, you know, seen him lift. Right. Claims that he stumbled. Yeah. Claims that he stumbled. Claims that he stumbled. And you can't, you can't challenge that. He stumbled that in any... on his hurt ankle. Right. Is like, that every football player? Yeah, I mean, that's. Right. I mean, I, I don't know what the, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the protocol should be, but I would think like, uh, uh, you know, you have to overrule or some guy that's an, an observer gets to overrule however many doctors are right there. Right. that are actually looking at the at the player it just right. doesn't make exactly. any sense to me well yeah. i would i the only thing i don't like about it the only thing that i'm 100 totally against is that he overrules all other doctors yeah it doesn't so, make sense um i i if he could stop the game and request the doctors look at video to to, to go back and see him i mean everything everything in football happens so fast sure. there's no way you're going to be able to catch it anyway you know what I'm saying? So even if he, he maybe give him that power to have the other doc, him and the other doctors review it and see, do you see anything right here that, that you need to take him out? You know what I'm saying? 
you can't just give him the power to, I mean, to stop games. It, it's kind of like, you know, the roughing the passer calls that are going on now. They're determining who wins and loses games. You know what I'm yeah. saying? By by these these ridiculous calls. And you're doing the same thing with the pro with the the new concussion protocol. Is I mean, I'm a, okay, but do me a favor at the AFC championship game when you know when you see, you know, I mean, who whoever Josh Allen um stumble a little bit coming up from getting sacked. Make sure you pull him out of the game and see how that works for you. Right. You know what I mean? it, because right. you won't do it. The NFL won't let you pull it. It's the AFC championship game. They're not going to let you take him out. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I mean, that's yeah, it, it's it's not going to work. It just can't. Right. Exactly. Right. And to have that spotter to, on, on to to stand up for him a little bit, he if that's his job to, you know, to be the observer to see if anything that looks suspicious, right. um, you're almost going to be inclined to err on the side of caution and say, yeah, that did look, that did look like a concussion, even though you you can't know that by just from a distance, you just can't. Right. Like, that's, you know, like that's like being a doctor for somebody on TV or something, you know, right. you can't, you, you know, if you don't have access to, you know, make, make the guy count to 10 backwards or something, you have to right. have some kind of indication that, Hey, uh, other than, yeah, you're playing a very physical, violent game and right. somebody, took an extra second to get stand up. That's just not, I mean, I understand the problem. The ultimate problem is, is that it is pretty now has come out since the two, a thing that players know how to pass the concussion protocol. They know how to do it. Even if they got a concussion with concussions, old players have come out and said, I've passed them and known I had a concussion, known something was wrong, but I knew what to say. I knew how to act. I knew what to do. They, the NFL wants to find a way to stop that. You know what I'm saying? Good. Do it. Do it in a scientific way. Right. Exactly. Don't do it in an anecdotal way, which is right. And and some random guy watching, you know, looking for people to act like football players on a field. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, like I said, that guy doesn't want to lose his job. He doesn't want to be wrong. So he's going to, he's more inclined to say, yeah, probably has a concussion. Uh, when in fact, you know, they probably don't, or they might, they might not. It's just, it's just a, a flaw, very, very flawed system. So, right. Exactly. I totally agree. Totally agree. We are, um, we are on the same page when it comes to that. All right. I got one more thing that's all the games. Um, and which is good because we're hit, we're right at an hour. I just, I, I want to, if you watch or if you watch or listen to this podcast, you're either a fan of one of these eight teams that we highlight or you're just an overall football junkie like us and just love football and love hearing about, you know, different teams. And here's your chance to hear about the teams in the AFC and NFC East. Well, this, this message is kind of for the Miami Dolphins fans, my my fellow Miami Dolphins fans. It's kind of, um, let's take a deep breath and don't panic. You know what I'm saying? I, I was talking to Rich right before we started recording the podcast and, and in my predictions, I had them going three and two. Um, I just had them losing, you know, losing to some good teams and, and beating the more, the less um, talented teams. And um, so I'm, they're right where I think they were at. And, but, but here's my thing. My thing is if we would have, if the Miami Dolphins were three and two, 
And the teams they lost to were the Buffalo Bills and the um, uh, Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. And but then beat the three teams that aren't as talented as those two, um, then I would be worried. Then I would be worried because the Dolphins haven't proved they could beat a good team. You know what I'm saying? And and so, or, or a playoff caliber team. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe the Cincinnati Bengals, but really this year the Cincinnati Bengals haven't proven that yet. You know they haven't proven that that's who they are yet. So that would have been the closest you would have come to it. And not only that. If you take a look at it, um, the Dolphins are – you You heard me talk about the injuries after injuries after injuries that they're dealing with right now. Um, right now is a great time as a Dolphin to be dealing with these injuries because we, we being the Miami Dolphins, have already proven when we are healthy completely and our big-name starters are all playing – we can beat the crap out of the Buffalo Bills. We can beat the crap out of the Baltimore Ravens. We can win games with the best teams in the NFL. We've already proven that this year, right? Yeah. So yep. what we haven't proven is that we can beat up and coming pretty good teams like the Cincinnati Bengals or the New York Jets with the second and third stringers. You know what I'm saying? That's what we haven't proved yet, but we, we can. And the good thing is, is the reason why you want the injuries right now is because from now to week 12, we, the Miami Dolphins play no um, potential playoff teams. I mean, the closest would be the Minnesota Vikings. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking it's teams like Minnesota, the Texans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the um, um, Detroit Lions. I mean, you, the uh, Chicago Bears. These are the teams that they're coming up against now three until week 12. Right now is when you want to be hurt. Right now is when you want your second and third string quarterback to come out, get their crap together, quit getting called for these fake concussion protocol stuff, and actually play a game and and beat these lesser than teams. You know what I'm saying? That's what you want. If we can't have Terrell Armstead right now, okay, I'd rather him be hurt right now and come back in week 12, 13, 14 when we got to play the Buffalo Bills again, when we got to play – um, Green Bay Packers, when we got to play these other really good teams, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying is it, it don't panic. Dolphins fans don't panic. There's no reason to panic right now. They're actually in a good spot. They've already proved to you this year that when they were completely healthy, they can hang with the big dogs. Right. So yeah. let's just hope let's just make it through, win some games um, through this a, a little bit lighter schedule. And hopefully we'll be completely healthy when we get back to the big dogs that come late in our schedule. So, yeah, yeah, you got a prime opportunity to start stacking some wins here. I mean, Chicago, those teams, um, <laughs> I guess those made it. Uh, yeah, uh, and you'll get your arsenal back, and you've already got an advantage because you have the tiebreaker against Baltimore, and uh, probably yeah, we, we already have one win against Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, so, one I mean, win against Buffalo, we, so. The Miami Dolphins this year can still potentially sweep Buffalo. Nice. How cool I'd is like, that? I'd they like, can potentially yeah. sweep the Patriots. You know what? Maybe. I mean, we don't know yet. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But potentially we have wins on both. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, too, too, way too early to throw in the towel. That's for right. sure. Exactly. Uh, and three and two is a very respectable record. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. Keep hope alive. That's uh, Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. They, they uh, get healthy, 
get yeah. freaking healthy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? As a Cowboys fan, the I would just say just let your backup win all the games. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's yeah. the strategy we're we're going with. <laughs> right. And the problem is our defense can't play right now because we have no cornerbacks. Yeah. And and, and see that where the Miami Dolphins are a schemed blitz team uh defense. That's what they do is they leave those two guys out there on an island, bring their safeties up and do safety blitzes. And that's how they that's how they um apply pressure on the quarterbacks. Yeah. Well they can't do that right now because they don't have nobody back there to to, to take these guys on one on one. So that's why our defense is doing so terrible is because they they can't play their scheme. So they're just trying these other things that just ain't working. Yeah. And that'll look a lot different once Byron Jones is back and X is back. So oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Once yeah, exactly. Well I mean we haven't had Byron Jones at all this season mm-hmm. and and beat Buffalo Bills and beat uh and beat Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Only with X. Now X, you know, X had two good games. So, um, so yeah, for sure. So there you go. All right, man. It's good. I, I think we got everything. I think we got everything uh, covered. That's all the games. That's my rant. We talked about how bad the NFL is messing stuff up with call play, uh, penalty calls and um, this new protocol. Hopefully yep. they'll get it straight. I understand that this is for the safety of the players, and I'm all for the safety of the players. I am 100%. too. They need to be consistent, and they need to be consistent, and they can't put all the power in one person's hand. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, That's not he should work. be able to stop the game, call the other doctors in, and then have them something to look at and yeah. and do something. Make yeah, the I, guy, I, I would argue, like you even have, you have to have two doctors. You have to have, uh, yeah. You, more than two doctors to rule. It's already, already it's two doctors. It's the team yeah. doctor yeah. and a, an NFL doctor. Right. But now, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. Uh, yeah. So some, now you, some innocent guy got fired because he had to take the rap of the NFL PA um, being the assholes they were. So there you go. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man. So let's do it. We will be back Thursday to um, take a look at week six and move forward in this in this thing we call football so that's right sound good sounds good all right all right week five in the books until thursday peace later